0: And got a lot to say on all the things we go through within the day politics, dating, recipes, traveling. And, yep, of course, I'm the karaoke queen. K-pop. I take no L's, I'm always booking flights. This is my lovely lunatic, lead your life. Ka- kaboom! Get two steps in the room. This is my lovely lunatic, lead your life. Kaboom! Get two steps in the room. This is S.A. One for the only- S-A. Welcome back, y'all. Welcome back to another week of my lovely Lunatic Leo Life podcast. And we have a special guest, as always, Rashawn Reese, the comedian. Yes, y'all. So he's used to the show. This is my first time meeting him, you know. So I like to make everyone feel comfortable. So I hope you will feel comfortable. He got his bright colors, which y'all know I love. I usually wear bright colors too, but it's getting cold. I haven't switched my clothes yet, so it's all good. So, um, the reason why I wanted to bring you on is because I've been seeing you've been doing big things for years, you know what I mean? And I like to get people's success stories and, you know, to encourage others to let them know that your time will come whenever it's, whenever you're ready. Not even when you're ready for it, but when you're spiritually and mentally ready, your time will come. You just got to keep working on your craft. Yeah, so, I, first of all, I want to congratulate you on what you've been doing and how you've been, have been on tour. And you've been doing a lot. You've been busy. busy. Going on,
1: yeah, pretty much. What do you have going on right now? Uh, well, I just... Uh, back in August, I filmed my first half-hour special for Showtime with the uh, legendary Bob Sutton. If you are familiar with Bob Sutton, he's the executive producer of Def Comedy Jam. Uh, so all the guys you know, whether it's Martin Lawrence or Bernie Mac, Yuli, Tracy Morgan, wow. so the list goes on and on. Mike, these guys he helped uh, curate their careers. Wow. He's done laugh tracks on True TV, Babble's okay. Comedy. My first television appearance, 2008, BT1 Mike Stand, hosted by Kevin Hart, was his as well. So. Um, He came back and gave 12 comedians around the country an opportunity to shoot a half hour special. And he offered me one, so I'm the only one from New Jersey. Nice. So
0: a whole half hour, and this on Showtime.
1: Yep, and it'll be on Showtime, God willing, the first quarter of 2023.
0: Oh, nice. Congratulations. That's big. I
1: missed that. Going on tour with my my guy Major Hype, if you're familiar with him, Caribbean King Comedy. Mm -hmm. I'm on tour with him and just working as a comic in colleges and all Mm -hmm. all that good stuff.
0: So when did you realize that, or when you you always been funny, obviously.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was funny
0: when I was young. So, did you ever think that you would do stand-up? Or what did you... Like, how
1: did this happen? Nah, I never thought... (laughs) Actually, when I was young, I was in sports. I played basketball. And... um not that tall, but I was really good. Mm-hmm. So my goal was really to go to college, get a scholarship, things that I need, to, and I wanted to focus on criminal justice. Oh, wow, really? <clears throat> yeah, I wanted to go to law enforcement. I wanted to be a U.S. Marshal, a U.S. Customs, something, that, D.A. something of that matter. That was the plan. Wow. That was the original plan. <laughs> we know plans <laughs> don't always work out the way you want it. <laughs> and, um, and then I kind of stumbled upon comedy. My best friend, one of his friends, was performing a Rascals Comedy Club. You remember Rascals back in the day? It so mm-hmm. comedy was in West Orange, and then we okay. went to It well, was a pretty big comedy club at the time. And we went to go support his friend. And when I went to go support his friend, he wasn't that funny to me. Mm. So I was like, I could do this. <laughs> and I asked the guy who was running the show, could I do it? He told me to come back a week later. I did it. I never looked back. Really? Just yeah, like that? Just like
0: that. Damn. So you had it, not to say you had it easy, but it seemed like that was, you found the right destined path to go. Cause no, it wasn't easy. It was just, honest. it was just,
1: the easy part was to get on the stage. But once I got up there, I had to learn the craft and, and work out and practice. I didn't continue to do it, but, um. It took a while.
0: How did it go in your first time? The first time went well. That's why I decided to do it. Okay, so you kept on The first time me. went well. The second time went bad. Oh, it did. The first <laughs> time was great. <laughs> then
1: the second show, you know, you, you're kind of like overconfident. You feel like, oh, I got this. And then the second show, everything went flatlined. Like, not, mm. and that's what made me kind of uh, second guess for. Should I go and continue to you know, focus on law enforcement and not focus on comedy? So, Just from one time? Yeah, it's bad. Get, <laughs> they yeah. humbled you real quick. When you get all those booze and all that stuff, yeah. yeah, your self-esteem. And yeah, you, you start wondering, like, maybe should, should I still keep doing this? You know what I mean? So,
0: wow. And so what made you keep going then?
1: Well, I got a friend of mine. He, um, we're we uh, we're not cool school we used to be, but he um, he's one of, uh, if you're familiar with the Joe Buttons podcast, mm-hmm. uh, ish, he's one of the co-hosts on it. He was a, one of my close friends at the time, and he actually was the one that made me keep doing it. Oh. He was like, "Yo, you can't quit. Like, this is what uh, all the celebrities or the top comedians go through. Like, yeah, starting business, man. You gotta, you just gotta stay at it. So he's the reason I kept doing it because if it wasn't for him, but we sat outside till like six o'clock in the morning. Wow, I that's was, a I
0: good was, friend to help you keep encouraging you. Uh, well, I mean, you
1: know, best friends become strangers. Well, that's why It happens sometimes like that. But yeah, I'm, you know, I'm one of those guys, man. My heart is pure. I'm, I get credit where credit is due. If it wasn't for him, I would, I would never, I would have stopped doing. It, wow.
0: Well, thank you, Ish. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Um, I've been told. I mean, I'm pretty funny, but I'm. I've been told I've been a comedian, but it's usually by the white people yeah. that laugh at everything. Yeah,
1: but yeah, see, it's funny you say that. It's funny you say that because that's what happened when I did my first show. It was it was more of a white show, and we we're at Rascals. and the next show was in Linden at uh, Nuno's, which is primarily a black crowd, and
0: it went. I see. You,
1: you heard this right. So, <laughs>
0: that's funny it's true so you know most of my friends they always like you're hilarious you should be a comedian and i'm i think i'm more of like an improv person like improv acting instead of a comedian i don't think i could stand in front of a crowd and do jokes you know i could do acting and do something just like naturally would you ever consider doing improv acting also
1: Um, i've done a little bit here and there um as far as acting is concerned like for example well Improv is obviously different because it's, you know, it's it's no time out. Yeah, you just go with the do. flow. Mm-hmm. Um, I just filmed, I just finished filming a movie called The Liquor Run. It's going to be a dual movie I'm starting it. So,
0: yeah, oh, I got an actor in the
1: mix? Shout out to Swift Star, if you're familiar with Swift Star. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I know. My boy Hassan Oliver, another comedian out in Jersey, and my girl Big Mama Badass, we all star in the film. It's directed by Hall Mill. They're out of Jersey, too. Oh, nice. Really, really funny. Um, but that's probably the you know I'm getting more into the acting side not the improv okay side. I haven't done much of that
0: and when does this movie come out
1: uh, spring of 2023
0: nice because also you just got projects some type of project yeah, everything is
1: happening then like, it's, like, it's like I'm doing stuff and I'm filming stuff like this. so the movie been filmed we just wrapped a couple weeks ago so that's been filmed now and the special was filmed in August so everything comes first quarter that's nice <laughs> yeah, so. beautiful so is there
0: you know this might be Okay, I don't know how to ask this question. This might be an ignorant question. But, you know, most times you hear about comedians going through, like, a struggle. They had a huge struggle mentally and things they grew up with. Do you feel like... Have you gone through anything like that? Or are you just... And that's what made you always want to tell jokes to try to escape from the things you were going through? Or you just
1: a yeah, regular nah, childhood? Nah, I had a great childhood. My mother was a retired principal. Mm. Um, nah. Oh, I mean, okay. I, a, I mean, don't get me wrong... Half of, my life, half of my life was in the hood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then my mother, we moved to the suburbs, I went to Columbia High School in South Virginia Maplewood, so I got a chance to experience a different side of life. Okay. Say, you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. um, uh, for me, it was, my child was great. Okay, you know good. Me? So it wasn't really much of a struggle, um, but uh, it was a struggle. It wasn't much of a struggle, but it was but, a struggle. Right.
0: Yeah. She did her best to let you, let you guys understand or feel the struggle that she was yeah, going through. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's good. Okay, that's good. You know what I'm saying? So, do you have any
1: kids? No. Okay. No kids? Do
0: you have plans to have any
1: kids? You uh, want to no, not down? really. No? no? Okay. I actually love kids. I mean, Bones, I love his two kids. That's my roommate. Shout out to Bones.
0: What's up, Bones? Uh, Thank
1: you, Bones, for putting him on. <laughs> um, but I'm not really plans to have any. But if I had one, I wouldn't be upset. You were, Okay. Nah. <laughs> yeah, not at this point. You know, you know, I would love to have one, but it you know, wasn't in God's plans.
0: Where do you think you want to take your career in, like, the next five to ten years?
1: <sighs> um... At this point, man, I really want to get more into the acting side okay. um, the writing. I do a lot of writing as well. I've been doing that for years, writing for other comedians, things like that. Oh, really? I really don't know that, but oh, nice. Amazing, um, more the, more the back end side. You know what I mean? That's what I really want to do. On the television side and the film side. Not so much. I'm not one of those guys that really want to be in front of the camera. I, like um, being, I love doing stand-up, so I like being in front of an audience, but I don't really like being in front of the camera. That's the my thing. That's I like interesting. Yeah, I'm more shocked. Like, <laughs> Bones will tell you that. Like, even when I'm performing at shows and... Then, and I do very well when people want to, you know, they want to meet you, they want to talk to you. I'm one of those people that's kind of like...
0: Oh, uh, okay, yeah. I get it. I love to be on the camera, as y'all yeah. know. Like, I'm the front <laughs> person. Yeah, Everybody has, has their own thing. Yeah, and I'm it's fine. interesting because everyone brings something to the table. Once you love it and that's your craft, you're going to go hard for it. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's dope that you want to do behind the scenes. Um, and if you do write, I mean, I... Act a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't have... I'm just starting to get my feet wet in acting, but I took theater classes in college like, and high yeah. school.
1: Yeah, the same thing college took, you yeah, took acting
0: classes. So. Yeah, I was a theater major for one semester, though. Okay. But um, throughout my whole high school, I was in drama class the whole high school. i high school you Bergenfield High School. I grew up in Bergen County. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, but I've been in Newark for like the last 10 years. Okay. hmm And I, I didn't even mention he's from Jersey, did I? I sure didn't. Yeah. He's from East Orange. No. So, y'all, we represent no. Jersey no. today. East
1: Orange in the building,
0: Yes, okay, so we got people moving on up, doing their thing. So, is there anything else that you want to pursue? Like, do you think you would ever go back to law enforcement?
1: No. If everything, no. I used to, for years, while I was doing stand up, every, like, every two or three years, I would take the law enforcement, I would take the civil service exam. Oh, really? Just in, like, worst case scenario. I'm past that. It's not gonna happen. Oh, I'm good. past the it ease, it. it's not gonna happen. Oh, well, shit. is all
0: it. You know what you want. You're just gonna keep going for
1: it. I keep working. Yeah. I'm not a race; it's a marathon. keep like working.
0: That's a good thing. You know. I appreciate that. That's beautiful. Like I love people who have their hustle and their drive and they keep going for it, no matter what, despite what focused. you go
1: through. That's the thing, because you you don't you got a lot of people. Some people just, I, and I've been doing comedy for a long time, so I watch people quit, become funeral directors, oh, wow. go to construction, become longshoremen, whatever it may be. I mean, it's your choice, it's your life. But I watch other comedians where they stay focused, and now. Little Rob Harry is taking off huge star. The mm-hmm. has, all, all these these certain comics just continue to elevate because they, they stay focused. You got to stay on it. You can't just quit. Wow. It's easy to quit. Yeah. It's
0: easy to quit. It's even harder to keep quit. going. And I ain't quitting either. I've been doing radio for almost 20 years. And I never got paid for it, though. I always put into it. But this is like my voice is my power, you know. And I love to talk and I love to spread knowledge to people or help people out. So that's why I've been doing my thing, you know what I mean? And I was usually doing it alone or with a DJ, but it's like the more people I bring on, the more experiences I'm allowing people to express themselves and encouraging more people to be able to do what they want in life, you know? Um, I realized my path in life is to help people find their own happiness just by me expressing how I live my life and how Mm. I do my thing. Because I love to travel. You know what I mean? To me, traveling is nothing. I just went to Zanzibar, Tanzania for my 40th birthday by myself. I went to Thailand by myself. So to me, it's nothing. But people are like, yo, I can't believe you did that. And I've been, just me doing that encourage people to travel maybe to another state alone yeah. by themselves. You know what I mean? You so
1: be in your own skin. Yeah. I'm always by myself. Yeah.
0: And you inspire people. But yeah. not everyone's gonna tell you that, of yeah. course. But you inspire people to find their own happiness and yeah. do their own thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, what it what
1: definitely mean? happens because um, I'll give you an example. Uh, if you're familiar with Rock Davis, H.E. House Films, he's a big time director out of New Jersey. He does a lot of music videos and things like that. You can look him up. Shout out to Rock Davis. But um, when I started doing comedy and I really went full-time hard with it, I remember him coming to me saying, like, no, Rob, I really, I'm inspired by you. The mm-hmm. fact that you do this full-time, like, you don't work, you do strictly do comedy. Wow. Like, yeah. At the time, he was working for PSE&G, and he was failing and doing what he got to do, but he was like, yo, you know, um, I want to leave my job, but I'm scared, which is most people are scared to do, to leave something. Comfortability, you know you got a check coming every two weeks, you got a pension, you got benefits, you're paying you into and all that other stuff. Most people don't want to leave that type of situations. You're comfortable, yeah. you're safe. Yeah. So I told him, I said, listen, I said, bro, you gotta, you gotta take a chance. Like at some point, you've been in this job long enough. Just take a leave of absence for the job for a year. Right. Do the do the filming full time. If it works out, everything's all good. If it doesn't, go back right. to work. Right. Mm. Well, guess what? He did it. Never went back. This guy, whole career went from here to here. Wow. Welcome to Rock Davis. Wow. See, just off of you doing that. He'll tell you this. That's a fact. You know what I mean? So I understand exactly what you mean. And there are people that inspired me by watching them do what they do. Yeah. You know, but you got to give it your all. If you don't, you know. Yeah, I mean? you
0: can't half ass. Yeah. Because no one's going to support you like you support yourself. So if you believe in yourself, then you will make it. people believe in you too, you know? Absolutely. So what were you working before you quit? Oh, uh, God. <laughs>
1: It uh, like I, was, so long I worked time. in sales. I worked in sales mm. for many years. I worked at Sears. I worked at PC Richard and Son. I worked at Lowe's Home Improvement. I worked at AT and T Wireless. I worked at Six Avenue Electronics. I worked at Electronic Expo. Where else? I said?
0: I've been. <laughs> I've
1: been there. Like I said I was <laughs> a salesman in my trade, so it's like. Okay. But for me, that was always a great job. It was commission based. So. I was about to say, so you stacked up pretty well before you took yeah, your order I, mean, I got tires. and I waited until I got to a certain point in my career where I knew I would can make a certain amount of money monthly and things of that nature.
0: Things. Okay, so you didn't just like quit just like that. You, nah. you prepared yourself. Well, I,
1: honestly, yeah. Well, the story is, I was working at PC Richard, and um, I think my boss had said, "Shout out to Ray." Ray said something to me, and I was <laughs> like, "I was just like, what am I doing? Like, I can't do this no more." And I quit right there in the spot. Mm. Respectfully, though. We, I mean, like, I'm just going to bow out of this and I'm going to focus on my comedy career. Y'all, good luck to y'all. And like, good
0: luck to you. And that was it. That was that. And now
1: there ain't no yeah, looking back. Oh, eight? Like, <laughs> something like that oh, no, yeah, That was
0: wow. it. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what places have you performed at? In New York. Let's just like keep it. Yeah, like, hmm. we'll just keep it. Because I know you've been um, to
1: Carol, rec- on Broadway, uh, the Symphony Space Theater. Sony Theater, um, these are all in New York.
0: You know, even better question: Have you performed at a place that you've always wanted, like your dream spot?
1: Um, I would say the NJ Pack for me. You know, just growing up here in, in Northern New Jersey, I got a chance to. I played the NJ Pack five times.
0: Oh wow! Yeah,
1: so I mean, that's nice. unbelievable feeling. You go to NJ Pack and there's thirty five hundred people sold out. You know, they go going crazy. I can't even explain. You. You. you know, then when you come out and you. And a lot of people are from this area. And they know who you are, and you know they screaming and yelling. So that's probably that's, one a, that's
0: amazing. One thing about
1: that, I think, will probably be the Prudential Center. i am never been to center. You
0: haven't? Not, not yet. yet. Not yet. Madison Square Garden.
1: Nah, I'm not a New Yorker, so I don't really mean it. <laughs> Get answer. Uh,
0: Get answer. I um. I mean, I'm not a rapper, but I love karaoke. Like I am. Like I said, I'm the karaoke queen. Have you ever heard of trap karaoke? Yeah. Of course. So I've performed with trap karaoke at least for 5 they do it years. Up here? Yeah, they do it oh, in they New York.
1: Know, in South. I mean, no, it's track- every it
0: started in New York. They're from New York. All so, they said I started in 2016 I performed performed at Irvine Plaza in the city. Yeah. Um, I performed the SOB's multiple times. What songs were you doing? <laughs> well, I was <laughs> I did... Okay, so I usually always do Biggie. Like, Biggie is my go-to person. But... uh, Like, Biggie is my go-to person. But being that it was, like, trap karaoke, I was doing some Cardi B songs. Um, uh, Damn, what was I doing? Well, the first time I did trap karaoke, I did Biggie. Biggie, Man, and Rap rap Phenomenon, I did. Right? And then the second time I did was uh, Cardi B... And the album had just came out a week before, so I had to learn the words a week nice. before I performed. I killed it, yeah. and I did Missy Elliott's "Rain" recently, or 2019. That was the last one. Okay. I I did too. I did "Money" by Cardi also. So oh, I think yeah. So I like this one. it's and it was dope. I'm, like, I'm gonna show you my performance. Cardi B fans. Oh really Okay. Good. Cause I hate when people be like, oh, I hate Cardi. Cause nah, no, nah. I love I love her too. Nah. And it's so amazing because the most, at Irvine Plaza, that was the biggest crowd I performed and I was like 800 to 900 people. And I, like, I don't, I drink and I smoke, but before I perform, I don't drink or smoke because I'll be fucking up shit, you know? So I was, just the fact that they get on stage and people just look at me like, oh, like, they don't expect what they don't get.
1: (laughs) I, I like to see
0: that. Yes. No, I kill it each and every time. And I always go first. It was like I start the yeah, shit off, you know? Yeah,
1: it was a sweet spot.
0: I love it. And I performed that BB um, B. Kings years ago because yeah. I used to be part of hip-hop karaoke, which was another
1: group. Shout out to BB Kings. I love the whole second day. Talk yeah. That. Yep. Yeah, like that was, those are the big. days. Yeah. yeah.
0: They were those are the days, man. So I mean, it's not thirty five hundred, but mm-hmm. I would love to perform yeah, in Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it was Absolutely. nice. Just and then you get off stage, and I was like, wow, you did it! I'm like, <laughs> yeah. and I usually perform, and then I leave. I don't stay for the whole show. Really? Like I have, it's like a high. I get a high. Like I just because they like do, being was, in front of an audience. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, I know about you, man. That's why I'm like, if someone was a ghostwriter for me, I'd perform. I don't yeah. care. I let people know I have a ghostwriter. Yeah you can talking far as stand-up or you talk as far as music? Both. Listen, yeah. we can, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you could be my It could be both. I could do it. I could definitely do it, you know? So I just love being on the stage right. and being the spokesperson hosting events and stuff like that it was, too. Are you into, you wouldn't be into hosting or would you? Hosting an event? I do all that stuff. I MC, yeah. Think
1: MC and hosting kind
0: of as well? The jack not of much, all There's not, yeah, not
1: much I haven't done as far as Comedy and hosting wise, and being, if I've done high schools, I've done Sweet Sixteen parties. Oh wow! Seeing Citizen Homes, I've done VA hospitals, where literally the patients are are you know um, sedated in a, in a sense. You know, Damn! Like that. I've done it all. Yeah, and yeah, so that's why you know I tell I tell young comedians you have to you know put they say put ten thousand hours in at least to get to yourself get yourself to a point where you're really considered a professional because you can't True. go out asking for money and you're not season you know right. what I mean? I've seen a lot of comedians that are young that they'll start getting paid and they will get in the right situation and they can't handle it they don't know what to do mm-hmm. because you, you haven't worked long enough to get to the point where you're comfortable with it, you know
0: so you've handled booze and I'm sure you've handled rejection have you have any experience with other comedians that just Hate on you, or like, is it kind of is everyone close knit in the
1: nah?
0: G- hell no. People no. are shaped. <laughs> he said that fast
1: means, listen, I'm, I'm not a click person, so you got not, oh, okay. You'll, and that's just like anything. I'm not just saying comedy, whatever you're in, music, poetry, people just kind of click up sometimes. I'm the one of those people that stay by myself. It's just usually myself and his bones. Mm-hmm. And he's not with me, like, how I'm by myself today. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If he's not here, then I'm by myself. If I'm not, if I'm you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, does, I got it, I got it, or that's it. So. I don't get caught up in that because, you know, comedians, this is a, how can I put it? Like, it's a, it's a self-dri- self-driven business in a sense. It's like, no, it's just you on stage. That's why it's one of the hardest crafts because as a comedian, when you're on stage, if you're bombing, you're not doing well, no one's going to save you. Yeah, true. You're on your own. This, see, acting is one thing. If you mess up in acting, someone can jump in your place, take your place, or if you're singing, you know, it's like or Devontae, I mean, if Casey fall off, you know, then do will get in there, whatever the case may be. But when you're a comedian, you're by yourself. No one can save you. So, I got you. I've seen comedians bomb and they were just cool. There, all other comedians on the side, and then you come off stage, you bomb, and nobody wants to talk to you. <laughs> See what Damn, I'm saying? So yeah. that's showing you that right then and there, yeah. this isn't the game, mm-hmm. you're in the wrong game. They don't want to talk to you. They feel like if you bomb, they don't want you. Nah, good.
0: But would you mentor young up and coming um, comedians?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I originally wanted to do that. That was my original plan. Um, Bones and I had put together a show at Westside High School in Newark. It was great, actually, a couple of years ago, before COVID, pre COVID and we brought some comedians and we brought some artists to perform for the kids for bonus. Mm-hmm. The plan was to actually eventually bring um, classes into the school to teach the kids comedy improv oh, nice. writing all that good stuff, but it didn't pan out.
0: Damn, that would have so, been
1: dope as hell. The reason it didn't pan out, I don't want to say, but it, I'm not going to say it was me. You it's know, the I'm, politics. I mean, it's, I don't, you know, it's yeah. us politics it's just that, you know, sometimes people don't want to how can I put it? How, sometimes people say they want to do something, but I don't think they really mean it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I meant it. That's why I came there and performed wow. for the kids. We did it. We did it pro bono. We didn't charge anything. It was really just about the kids. And then, you know, the great part about it is, I asked the children <coughs> during the, during the show. I asked them. I said, "Point to the kid that makes you laugh." So this imagine you in school. I'm like, "Point to the point to the guy or young lady that makes you laugh every day in school." And everybody's like, "Yo!" oh, And I said, "There you go." I said, "That lets you know that." There are a ton of Kevin Hart's so or Timothy Haddish here or the next so-and-so is in here. Mm-hmm. I said, school is not the place to be making jokes all day long. There's right. a time, place, everything. So, you know, I wanted to develop a class or something of that matter for the kids to be able to go to and learn this particular craft that I work in and understand that there's a place for them. See, when I was in school, I was cutting up, but I didn't know you could become a stand-up car. I didn't know you could make a living off this. I didn't know you could travel the world mm-hmm. because you tell jokes. But I was explaining to them that you can do this. You know, yeah. It's not as hard as you think. That
0: would be such a dope. Do you try it? maybe if a different high school? Or you yeah, that's, I mean, eventually.
1: I mean, I've just been so busy. Now. Yeah. At that time, okay. things weren't as busy, so. Yeah. But eventually, that's what I'm gonna I am going to do. You always want to get back to the kids, man. That's what it's about.
0: That's what I was. I'm working on doing a podcast program for some kids, and Absolutely. it's in the in the in the beginning stages. So you know, we're still trying to get everything technical, but I just felt like. You know, people, the kids have so much to say. They do it in such bullshit ways. This would be an outlet for them to really get it out professionally starting young. And it wouldn't just be, I'm looking for the on-air personality. I'm also looking for people behind the scenes and to edit the video, edit the podcast. You know what I'm saying? Bringing everybody. yeah. 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 And I'm mm-hmm. like, every time I, I talk about it, I get a little choked up because it makes me so happy yeah. that you're giving these kids an opportunity when they might always say, like, oh, I wish I could do that, but I don't know anyone who can help me. or You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's you know, dope that, that you're doing rapping. that, that yeah. you would do that yeah. because they, these kids, yo, they need something. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it, was a
1: really, it was really a domain to Everybody that helped us that an opportunity. We had a uh, rap artist, uh, PBM Louie. We had um, mm-hmm. uh, All Star The Great. Shout out to Darius DK, comedian. Oh nice. um, he's the influencer of Mike Ruger, who just got cast in a and out. Shout out to Mike Ruger. He um he was on it. Um it was just a great night already. Yeah. Shout out to DJ Dobway, he DJed would DJ Smooth, all these guys came out and did it purely for um, no cause, the kids. That's what it's about. That's beautiful. You know what
0: it is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you do little deeds or good deeds, you always get something in return, yeah. you know? That's but true. never you least expect it. Uh-huh.
1: Come at
0: a different way, doing, yep, you know. I was, um, I always tell my people that uh, I've recently changed spiritually, so I like to talk about people's spirituality, mm-hmm. not necessarily talking about church or anything like yeah, that, I but just it. like their own. Do you have any like spiritual practices that you do, or did something help you elevate to the next spiritual, your higher self? Uh, no,
1: nah, I mean, I grew up in the church, so mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm spiritually connected, yeah, me, so I'm always, i know, always pray. Regardless. Pray that. I'm not one of the people that actually pray when you go on stage and all that stuff. I'm not one of those people but Mm -hmm. I pray every day all day anyway.
0: I um, recently, have you ever heard of ayahuasca? No. no It's a plant medicine that people take in, or, uh, well, they take it anywhere now, but it came from the jungles of South America and Central Mm -hmm. America, where our ancestors would take it. And that really, when you take it, it's like a tea, because they brew the plant, and you take it like a tea, and it helps you find your inner spirituality. It'll show you, and it also has DMT in it, so it has like hallucinogenic effects to it. Mm -hmm. So um, I just recently did that in, August, and before that, in March, I did a different spiritual um, plant medicine called Yahe. Mm-hmm. So when I did that, that's what... Well, I mean, I grew up going to the church, but I was never... Like, I would never read the whole Bible from front yeah. to back. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't... I had to be forced to go to church. I ain't gonna lie, y'all. But um, once I did the Yahe, and, did the, and it's like a ceremonious way. It was 12 of us. We do it overnight, and it woke up my spirituality, where I always knew I was dope in a sense, as far as what I'm here to do and my purpose, but I never it was like clarified to me that night I took the medicine. So when I did the ayahuasca again, it like reaffirmed what I already believed. So I believe everybody has a purpose here in life, and everyone has their destiny in life i'm not sure the difference between destiny and purpose yet, but gotcha. people have their path. Do you think you're on your destiny or on your path? Oh uh, yeah 100 percent. It's funny. it's funny you asked. I remember having a dream.
1: This is years ago. I remember having a dream of sitting on uh, Jay Leno's couch talking to him. It's weird. This is, this is years ago. Mm-hmm. Jay Leno was on TV I'm sitting. The, I'm sitting on a couch talking to him while I can see the studio audience and everything with me discussing whatever projects I had going on and so on and so forth. So, for me, I I, I don't know anything else other than show business. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just, I know I'm on the right path. I always thought law enforcement would be it, but I don't, I don't think it was really my passion. I think law enforcement was just something I was treating. Mm-hmm. I was treating them, but Time is more of my passion. So if you ask me if I'm on the right path, absolutely. Good. Yeah. I love to I love to hear it. Yeah.
0: This is why I'm bringing people on the show to show, you know, you never, it's never too late to get on your right path. Here. You know what I'm saying? It took you how many years to
1: get here? What, stand up? Mm-hmm. Stand almost 17 years. Ago. Wow, see. Yeah. And just, But people ask me what I'm talking like, yo, Ryan, you funny is this, and so <clears throat> when you <clears throat> when you gonna go up and set up third, I'm like, yo man, listen, at the end of the day, people have to understand that. When you're able to make a living off your talent, you're already winning. Right. That's, that's That right there is the biggest part. When you're able to pay your bills <laughs> off your talent, you're already winning. You already made it. Now, as far as when people say get to the next level the business, of course, we all want to get there. But it's once again, it's not a racist marathon. I always tell people comedy-wise, a lot of people don't know, Bernie Mac was doing comedy 20 years before he got his break. Wow. So I understand what's going on. He was doing comedy 20 years before he did Def Jam. Damn. So he was... wasn't even on yet. So he was 20 years before he got on TV first, which is Def Jam. And Then it took him like another eight or nine before he actually got his own TV show, so on and so forth. But he was mm-hmm. doing films and stuff, but his first break didn't come to 20 years. Mike Epps, 17, 18 years. Cat Williams, 17 years. So people think that it's just supposed to happen. No. The, the whole point of what you're doing, and whatever it is you're doing as just stand-up, is to make sure you're prepared so when you get the call, you yes, ready. Yes, you're ready. <laughs> so Bob Sutton, shout out to Bob Sutton calls me, says, hey, I want you to do a half-hour special, you know, blah, 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 are you ready? Absolutely, I'm ready. You, you be- know what yep. mean? I mean? Yeah. I got to stand innovation ovation on it, so, and you got to see that wow. first quarter 2023. But I was ready. I was prepared. So you don't want to get the call, and you're not prepared. Yeah. Now... If they were looking at you, now they're not looking at
0: you because You missed the mark. You dropped
1: the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's the key. So just keep working.
0: I love that. Yeah. Gotta keep working. Like I said, I've been doing this for almost twenty years. Mm-hmm. But do you know in the beginning, in the beginning of this, I, I was in my early twenties, I used to intern for Wendy Williams on okay, WBLS. Sure you know oh, what I'm saying? Man, what year was
1: this? This yeah, this I was we're like most of Wendy and Kevin.
0: Right, yeah? Yeah. Well yeah. this is when remember years? she used to be on comics, she used to do comics night comedy club. How did we meet? We probably did, but I was behind the scenes. Like, I babysat and tutored her son. I was at her house all the time. Oh, but actually, you know, well. when she, actually, by the time she did comics, no, I was still was
1: working for it. Let's slow this <laughs> well. so, how, how I ended up working with Wendy, <clears throat> early in my career, I was the opening act, because Capone was the original host mm-hmm. at the time. He was the host. They used to do the live act in Times Square before they went to comics. Okay, I, mean, I remember. That's where it started. Yeah. So, I don't know. Did you, did you come in at that point?
0: Yeah, I was working for her. But I never went to the comedy club. Only once gotcha. or twice. All right,
1: so at that time, I was the open next. I would come out, and I would warm up the audience mm-hmm. and then bring Capone up. Okay. And I always laugh because Charlemagne was quiet as a church mouse. <laughs> Charlemagne. Charlemagne would listen, you know, when this thing working with you in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Charlemagne was sitting in the back like this.
0: He was always learning, listening, watching.
1: But that's the key, what you just said. So, yeah, Charlemagne was very quiet. And I tell people this all the time. I remember watching him. Just doing what, it, doing what you're supposed to do, which is soaking everything up like a sponge, learning, listening, playing his position. Mm-hmm. So when I watch Charlemagne to this day, I always laugh. I'm like, wow, like, to see him go from here to here, you know. It keeps elevating. Try, but look at the work. Yep. People don't see the work. They think it nah. just happens overnight. When I met Charlemagne, we're talking 04? Yeah. that's 05. 05. I think it was a five I'm telling, i old. Telling notice for a fact. Yeah. So to watch him elevate his career the way it has, it's like, wow. You know what I mean? It shows you that you just have
0: to put the work in. That's when I when when Wendy Williams met Charlemagne in person, gotcha. I was there with them. Because really? um I went to Puerto Rico with them to babysit their son. Okay. Okay. So we went to Puerto Rico and Vegas. So they met in our in our villa. That was the first time. I'm sure they spoke on the Maybe. phone before that, but when they actually met, I was there. Um, so I was, you know, at first I was interning for her, then they fired me after like a month because I was always so eager I was like yeah. in my early 20s so I was always asking what you need next but they just wanted us to sit there and watch and soak in yeah. you know so they fired me and then I was working this is why I was at Willie P then I was working at Bed Bath & Beyond oh. near her house and yeah. so she used to come in there and so she was literally walking in while I'm literally walking past the door I'm like hi Wendy remember this is like a year later mm-hmm. so we we're talking she was like you know how do you feel about babysitting she was like do you want to come babysit my son and I was like Hell fucking yeah! yeah so then I started babysitting. Babysitting. Then she asked me to start tutoring. This is when he was like five yeah, or six. Yeah. So then I started babysitting. Then tutoring. Then she was like, you know, you want to come back as a head intern? So now I'm like the head intern, like vetting interns before they come in and That's doing right. a lot more than I was doing before, you know. Right. And I was there for a year. My then right. I, um, at comics, she was there. Me and my friend went there. The only time i went to the comedy club. And Kevin's friend tried to holler at my friend. Now this is a little short, ugly Jamaican dude. You probably know who I'm talking about. I'm about glad to see him. So she gave me that look like save me, girl. So I was like, all right, you know, I got, we got to go to the bathroom. So I took it from him, and he was mad. So yeah. based off of that, the next day I go into my internship. Wendy told Karen, I mean Taryn and Nicole to let me go, and I was just like, okay. I figured it was because of that. They yeah. were like, she was annoyed, but blah blah blah. blah. So I was like, okay, I'll just finish off the week. So I I even gave her a card I left on good terms. Yeah. Everything was good. I was on my way. I was sad, but I was on my way. Because I was already there for like two years, you know? Uh-huh. And so, like a few months later, my friend calls me on the phone. He's like, Yo, I think when he's on the air talking about you. And I'm uh-huh. like I'm like, What? <laughs> Do you know she got on the air and said the intern who's the babysitter and tutor my son from New Jersey? tried to seduce Charlemagne in my house by dropping her towel in front of him or something, like I tried to see so, this is what MySpace was popping so I hit up Charlemagne on MySpace, like, yo, what the fuck is, what you talking about? Yeah. He was like, I don't know just don't pay her no mind, I was like, well, tell her I'm gonna sue her, blah, blah, I don't know it was yeah. 22, 23 then a few months later on Halloween, I was out with my girls and Nicole, her talent booker, was out with us. Like, we saw them and she came to hang out with me and my friends. We were out. I was a French maid or whatever. So the next day, my same friend who calls me he was like, what were you for Halloween? I was like, a French maid. He's like, yo, Wendy's talking hella shit. So I turn on and she's saying that, like, Nicole told her they saw me in the city with this... Like, slutty outfit on. Mind you, it's Halloween. And mm. it was warm for some reason. Because I didn't have no jacket. It was a short... It was warm outside. Oh and she was like... She, now she's on my MySpace page with the interns on the air talking about me. Like, she looks a hot mess. This is the one who tried to sleep with Charlemagne. I'll make sure she'd get blacklisted from radio. Never find a job in radio. Y'all... I mean, y'all know. But... This is me at 23 trying to get in the game, and the queen yeah. of radio, who I admired so much, is saying this shit to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was devastated for like two years, yeah. crying yeah. every time. Two years, you know what I'm saying? She but, don't know I could have killed myself over that shit.
1: I'm, I'm surprised. I thought it was. I thought it would be more so about Kevin and not Charlemagne. So that's kind of
0: weird. Well, it was it was Kevin's friend. It wasn't Charlemagne's friend. It was Kevin's friend who was trying to holler at my friend. So what? Friend. It got back to her that it was. I don't know where the Charlemagne part came from. Yeah, that's what I don't, weird. It, it is weird. I don't know where it came from. That if might, he said something, you know, he might have,
1: maybe Kevin might have all said it and played it off that way and put it on Charlemagne. You get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm just saying. Just to I wouldn't be surprised. Just to steer her <laughs> away. Not, I don't know. It just, that's, that's kind of weird. I'm just trying to figure out Charlemagne got in the mix of that.
0: I don't know. No, no, it it no. fucked me up for a minute. I don't think
1: Charlamagne and her cool
0: to this day. No, they're not. And that's the thing. Like, and he he doesn't say anything bad about her. Yeah. He doesn't talk. You know, and
1: I respect that. Charlamagne was, I, was without Wendy, Charlamagne, wouldn't be. No, nah, yeah, that's the that's, that's a South fact. Carolina,
0: buddy. That's a fact. That is a fact. I remember he used to go back and forth, WBLs in South Carolina. But well, he was cool as hell. Charlamagne yeah. was cool. Like he would know who I am. Yeah. But this is so long ago. So that was that was my Wendy Williams story. So yeah, you know, cool. I just. The fact that I kept going, you know, it didn't deter me from yeah, how gotta, I felt. I just working. and that was in the beginning stages. Then that's, well that's the nature of the business, man. I gotta, yeah, I gotta, yeah, I gotta, you gotta have tough skin.
1: Listen, I got situations like that with certain comedians and stuff like that in the business. It's just you gotta keep working. Keep
0: mm-hmm. working on that. If this is your passion, this is what you know yeah. you belong, keep going. Do it all from Lord's underground. Mm-hmm. He's the one who brought me into the radio game now. Shout out to do it all. Yep, he came he was on my um, last season. Okay. He came yeah, on here. Um, I met him when I was interning at Power 105, and I was like, I live in Newark. That's when we started talking, mm-hmm. and then we kept the exchange numbers, and anytime he was doing a project, he would hit me up and ask me if I was mm-hmm. interested. So then he asked me, he was going to be on Streets 96. This is DJ Quaz. Yeah, was I back like, yeah. yeah. so I was, on his, I was on there with him on Streets 96, and then I had my own show, Streets 105, after that. Okay, okay. So, yeah, I've been... I've been
1: I remember that. They were based in Bloomfield. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. mm-hmm.
0: And you go back some years. That's, I've been around this for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> That was me, Shot too, doing one too. thing. Yep, race. Yep, race mm. and DJ Kwa. And even Kwa, uh, he has a restaurant. Yeah, Taj. Taj, and he also had a podcast studio. Mm-hmm. So when I was thinking about coming back to doing my podcast, I was like, I was trying to get in touch with him because he told me about the podcast studio, but I wanted to see it and our our schedules never matched up. For two weeks I was trying to find him, get to him, he was never there call him, never pick up. So I was walking past this place because I live right around the corner, I work right around the corner Mm -hmm. and I saw this Beautiful place. So, yeah, yes. Absolutely. And I'm like, you know what? This is where I was meant to be. This is why I couldn't get in touch with DJ Kwa. Yeah. This is where I'm at. This is my podcast home. And anytime I bring people here, they feel the vibe. Yeah, you know absolutely. what I'm saying? It's, like, it's such Very a cool, dope man. vibe and beautiful. So this is all me. And so that's why I love to bring people out, get their stories to other people, to motivate more people to do whatever it is. It doesn't have to be talking on the air. It doesn't have to be a comedian. But it could be acting, whatever. So... I just appreciate you taking your time out no, so to come and talk cool. to your Jersey, fellow Jersey girl. Um, anything coming up in the future that you want you can talk about.
1: Nothing um, much right now. Not yet.
0: Things are happening. Yes, I love it. Congratulations to you, so much. and just keep doing your thing, and you will have support from me I and that. our people. Now we got our fans here together. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for coming through.
1: Thank you. I appreciate
0: it. Thank you guys for tuning in for another fabulous week of my lovely Lunatic Leo Life podcast. And I will be back next week, y'all. Peace. <laughs> the comedian, Rashawn. Oh, my God, Rashawn. Reese, do over. Everybody knows <laughs> my name. I was I to play Rashawn real quick. I was like, no, Rashawn. There you go. Yay,
1: y'all. Thank you.
0: Yeah man. I was in there like swimwear. Damn,
1: that's crazy. All from I know dude you're talking about can't place his face up there. You said try to talk to a friend. I don't even remember his name.